Welcome to uh, my office. Welcome to your interview here. Uh, how are you, by the way? I'm disappointed by the way the season ended. I'm motivated to fix this going forward. Okay. Well, you know, uh, I, I think you know where I stand. I, I like you mm-hmm. personally. I'm so, I'm so proud of the things that we have accomplished together over the past three years. But, I mean, put yourself in my shoes watching, watching the end of that season. Like tough to watch and so I went you know my preference I would say is is that we are able to find a way forward together but my allegiance at the end of the day is is to that eagle um, and so let's let's we're gonna hash this out uh, I want to have some some difficult conversations I think that's the way that that progress works and so before we get to you know your plan for how to fix this I think let's let's talk a little bit about you know how this all how this all happened. Let's t- tell me how you how you think the offense did this year. It, it can be better, but I I do want to interject one thing, and I appreciate the fact that you say you you like me when you're thinking about the Eagles. I imagine you're thinking about winning because I have won a greater percentage of my games than any coach you've ever employed. I just want to make sure you know that. I'm well aware of my own history. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, When I look at our offense, it can be better, but you can't always listen to what everyone's saying in the media. We're top 10 in all these numbers that you look at. We're number seven in EPA per play. We're number 10 in success rate. We're number seven in points per drive. We're number seven in yards per drive. We can be better, and we will be better. And I have a plan about how to fix it. And there were. Do you think that's good enough, Nick? Because I think then, if you think that's good enough, then this actually might be a shorter conversation than than I was expecting. It's. Do you know how much I have given you on offense? So tenth, you're going to come in here and pound and puff out your chest about tenth. You know, when I was at Mount Union, I I I, I left. Indiana University of Pennsylvania and I went to Mountain Union for my interview and the great coach Larry Karras asked me what should this offense look like and I started telling him all these ideas for, for schemes and he banged the table and he said players not plays okay we can be better there are things we can do better personnel wise there are ways so you're we saying can utilize that the players the are the problem here that's, that's what you're telling what me I'm saying, you know I'm I have saying, worked with Andy Reid and you're going to bring Larry Karras into this? This is the NFL, my friend. So there are things we can do to better utilize our personnel. I have a plan going forward to do that. There are different things we can incorporate that we haven't done at a high rate. But no, I know the offense can be better. The reality, though, is when I look at the difference between the offense last year and the offense this year, the big difference I see are turnovers. Now, I'm the head coach. I take responsibility for everything. I will wear that. But I look at it from year to year. Turnovers is not a sticky stat. Turnovers, there's very ability there and I, I mean uh, if you look at the amount of drives off, that Nick, we've had you did tell me last year that this was a thing that you did well coaching 
I did and tell so you that last year. Either you were lying to me then or you're lying to me now. It's not a matter of lying. With more information, uh, your opinions evolve. And there are things that we can certainly coach better fundamental-wise. Uh, I'm not making ex- excuses, but our practices, we adhere to what you asked for in terms of the way we practiced, in terms of making sure these are, these are healthy. There are a lot of head coaches out there who wouldn't take these types of notes on sports science, who wouldn't take these types of notes on how to structure the practice schedule. When I was at Mount yeah, Union, let's not forget, when I was at Mount this Union, this is the only we, place you interviewed. Okay, so don't tell me that you could have gotten, you could have done different stuff elsewhere. Okay, I have created you. <laughs> so when I look at it, yes, there are things that that we can do better, but the turnovers were the big difference between the way our offense played in 2022 and the way our offense played in 2023. And then explosive play rate, and part of that had to do with the way defenses were playing with us. And now we have an off season here to continue to adjust. Do you know how hard I work, Jeffrey? Do you realize that I haven't seen the the I I have not seen the sun since uh, the bye week? Okay, I'm here first thing in the morning. Um, the last one to leave here. I think that might be part I, of the problem. I sleep on my couch. I, I I wear this aura ring on my finger to track my sleep. I haven't seen the number five since Jalen Rose wore it. So, so respectfully, um, I'm putting in the hours and there are things that that uh, that we can do better, but now we have the offseason to study this and to evolve and to grow and wait until you hear my plan for evolution. Did you not get those emails we sent you about all the studies about the effectiveness of sleep on performance? Did you just not read those? Oh, I, I thought anything with sleep was filtered out after the Chip Kelly era, mm-hmm. that, that you put like the, the filter in there and then it doesn't come through. Okay, well, I think we're going we're gonna to need to talk about your sleep habits. I think that, that could actually be part of the problem here. Um, I don't – what I am not getting from you, Nick, is – enough recognition of how bad and and how underperforming the offense was i mean we all sat there i i certainly was watching it from my seat in the owner's box how do you not have a plan for the blitz nick what is the problem that's a fair question. We did not play well over the last six games of the year. I do want to say that when you look at our I don't mean to be rude. Pardon me. I just I, I am getting a lot of texts. So, you know. I, hold on one sec. This is. I think I don't know why Pete Carroll is texting me. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. You're my boss, so I will excuse that. If that happened in a meeting with one of our players, though, he gets fined because I believe in accountability. It's one of my five core values. Okay, well then let's talk about the accountability of your performance calling plays against the blitz. I mean, I'm no football expert. You you can be the football expert. Although I've been, I, I do fashion myself, you know, pretty smart and savvy about these things, having been closely around the team for so long. But I mean, you know, my secretary could could tell you that Wink Martindale is going to come out and blitz. How were you so surprised by that? It's not that we were surprised by it. A matter of fact, if you watch the film from our first game against the Giants, we handled that blitz quite adeptly. I think the ball only hit the, hit the turf three or four times that whole game we we had a good plan now i will say we didn't plan well enough in or our 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 answers we didn't get to our answers well enough in that season finale then certainly uh in the playoff game 
we didn't get to our answers. We didn't get there. And, what answers and, were there? You know how, know how many hours we were in there answers. putting our blitz plan together? Okay. Uh, we, we had a plan there. Think and about this from my perspective. If you're telling me that you worked as hard as possible and, and you know, squeezed every bit of juice out of that mm-hmm. piece of fruit... And that's what you came up with. Do then you, what am I? How am I supposed to think that there's any way that this could get better? You've heard of Andy Reid. You mentioned him before. Do you think his staff worked hard? Yeah, and I, with by the way, weeks? by the way, I did not really appreciate the way that you came out after that Chiefs game and sort of made Andy Reid look like a fool, one of my close personal friends. You mean after we won, after we went on the road in Kansas City and beat them, the, after we avenged? The Super Bowl loss, and we beat them. Yeah, I found you, that you, a little you're, bit You're untoward, referring to frankly. that. Do you think the Chiefs staff worked hard when we beat them this year? Do you think the Dolphins staff worked hard when we beat them this year? Do you think the Cowboys staff worked hard when we beat them this year? Do you think the Rams staff worked? I mean, Sean McVay, uh, I keep hearing about him being the the, uh, the Wonder Kid coach. Yeah, I know Sean. Uh, we went there, and we played exceedingly well. So, look, we did not play well over the last few weeks of the season, and I take responsibility for that. I am the head coach. Uh, I look at my three-year body of work, and I say that you can see how in 2021, when I gave up play calling, the humility that showed, okay, I've proven that I can adjust, okay? The way that I've rallied this team then in 2021 from two and five to going on and making the postseason, Uh By the way, I don't know what it's like not to make the playoffs here because all I've done for you in three years is make the playoffs. I keep hearing about how much you respect Bill Belichick in New England, and I respect him so much that I took Matt Patricia on my staff when you guys told me to. But Bill Belichick in his first three years in in New England had a 41.7% winning percentage, okay? Uh, I've won two-thirds of my games. Andy, uh, since since 2021, the only coaches who've won more games are Andy Reid, Mike McCarthy, Sean McDermott, and Mike Shanahan. But in their first three years as head coach, do you know how many of them have a better winning percentage than me? None of them. Nobody does. I've won more. I have a better winning percentage in three years than any coach you can find. So uh, respectfully, I know how to win. I've proven that. That's why you've had the amount of. That's why we have had the amount of success we've had during these three years. Uh, these past six weeks have not been good, and I take ownership of it. But look at three years. Please don't look at six weeks. Well, seven weeks. You went one and six to close the season, and the last time any of my coaches went one and six over any seven-game stretch, I fired a coach who actually won the Super Bowl for me. Okay, and didn't lose in the Super Bowl. So you let's fired, keep that in mind. You fired him how many years after he made the Super Bowl? Because from my what, what look, I fired him the very next time he lost six out of seven games. I I I don't read what's being said, but someone gave me this information that in your time as owner, you've made the Super Bowl two other times before this. And both times you had a worse record in the year after the Super Bowl than my team had. Yeah, of course. Every you know team how difficult has a worse it, record after they make the Super you Bowl. You know Don't how difficult me, it I is. I am no dummy. You know how okay. difficult it is to, to rebound from the Super Bowl? Uh, because if, if, if I can tell you that the, what we had to endure this year uh, and the fact that we won 11 games when most teams the year – well, I shouldn't say most teams, but teams the year after the Super Bowl don't have the success that we've had. So 
So I, I'm not making excuses, but this offseason, we have an action plan. I have an action plan. If you allow me to get into it, I will be glad to tell you. I'm not, I'm not quite done sort of relitigating all of this because the how matters in my estimation. Um, if you were have to have told me entering the season that we were going to go whatever our record was and lose in the first round of the playoffs, I would have been very disappointed with that. But I would have understood. Things happen. I've been around the league long enough to know that. But the way it happened, Nick, I mean, to have been 10-1 and one, mm. and for you to have made what seemed to me like a pretty hasty decision with your defensive coordinator and then Were all of a sudden... Were we not in the room together? Did we not, did we not decide that as a group uh, with, with you and Howie? Uh, you're acting like this came out of left field. Was this not a group decision? You have told me all along that the, the, the coaching staff is what you are responsible for. And that did not look like a well-coached team to me, especially on defense. The coaching staff is what I'm responsible for. I took this job and you had all these assistants for me ready to go. The, the two coaches I brought in that I have a history with, they went on to become head coaches. Well, what is up with that? Do you think that Shane was the, responsible for the offense their success all along because oh, this is uh, you know, my here's, offense. Here's my thing: that first year, you know, when you were calling plays, that offense was not very good. We handed things over to Shane, and then we went to the Super Bowl a year later, and then all of a sudden Shane's gone, and I'm getting an offense that's like tenth in DVOA despite having the best offensive line in football that I have paid lots and lots of money to. I gave AJ Brown a hundred million dollars, drafted De- Devonte Smith for you. Gave Jalen Hurts all this money, and you're giving me tenth without Shane Steichen. It feels like it feels like maybe I should call Jim Irsay. You know, I feel like I feel like I could convince him on a few things, and uh, maybe just get Shane back here. That might be better. I know your favorite restaurants in Philadelphia. I know you like. Barclay Prime and Estia, Nomad sorry, and Sagami and Tequilas and Tinto and Vernick in Vietnam. Um, when you go to you're these, freaking me out a little bit. <laughs> when you go to these restaurants and you see the menu, okay, and then you order something from the menu, uh, are you the one cooking it or are you just the one ordering it? I put that menu together. The menu that Shane Steichen was calling plays from, that's, that's the Nick Sirianni offense. That's our offense. The menu that Brian Johnson is calling plays from, that's the Brian Johnson offense. You see, I... I no, I'm uh, sorry. That's the uh, Nick Sirianni offense. If you're going to make me live in this metaphor, yeah, I have much more respect for the, the cook who is cooking the food than for the person from you know 10,000 feet above who is just putting the ingredients together uh, gives me give me the craftsman uh, this is this is all part of it i have that headset on i hear every play that's being made and sometimes i even provide my input on the plays that are, are being made but i'm i'm gonna stick up for my staff okay uh shane worked incredibly hard he went on to become a head coach jonathan worked incredibly hard he went on to become a head coach brian johnson's getting these interviews now uh brian you know i i these this staff these are my guys and i i work like crazy for them and i do want to make one thing abundantly clear here okay you say it was seven weeks if this was based on seven weeks if this was based on seven weeks if 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 you made big decisions on seven weeks you would have given travis fulgham aj brown money Okay, you have to look at this over, you have to look at the entire body of work, and the entire body of work over three years is exceedingly strong. What about 
just like the effort that I saw on the field. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you've made such a big deal about connection and, you know, hard work and all this stuff. And if all that leads to is guys looking like they're quitting on the field, what am I, what am I paying uh, you now for? Now, I'm going to stand up for my players here. They were not quitting. They were putting their bodies on the line there. They were, they were playing their butts off. And it just – some days it's not your day, okay? Uh, I – look – I'm wearing I'm wearing this shirt here, okay? Can I tell you about the Whoa. Fab Five? Can oh, my I, God. I, I grew up idolizing this team, the Fab Five. They were my favorite team growing up. And you know what? They, they played great all year in the national championship we game. We finally almost got some nudity. Chris Webber calls a timeout. Does, does that take away from all that they – you know, look, it was a mistake in a game, but it was the way that they played throughout the year, the way that they played over that two-year period. Uh, I'm not going to take one bad moment in his career and say that's who he is. I'm not going to look at these players from their worst moments. I'm going to look at them from their entire body of work. These guys work hard. You can put that on me, but I am confident that I had these guys prepared and ready to go. And some days it's just not your day. And you know what? They play had a long season last year. Okay, they were playing. They were playing until February because we made the Super Bowl. Okay, and then this year uh, they come out. They have all these expectations on them. And the first eleven games of the year, we we go ten and one. We we face this gauntlet of a schedule. What? I thought you were connected around the league. How did we get this schedule? How did we get all these Monday night games? How do we get all these Oh, so it's my fault. Weeks? <laughs> That's your winning message. That's not my message. I am simply saying I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stand up for my players here. You can put this on to me. Well, you talk about connected around the league. Uh, Howie, do you mind handing me those, those numbers? <laughs> yeah, thank you. What is up, Nick? Dead last in the league in motion rate, mm. both pre-snap and post-snap. You know, all you told me is a wise man avoids all yes. extremes. This is like a big part of your interview process with me. You, you know, you're letting your nuts hang here with the with the Michigan shirt. It's three years in. I feel like I'm hearing the same references from you. Do you have anything else to build on? Where is the creativity? I, I want my offense to be an offense that is looked upon by everybody around the league saying, wow, that's, they're doing something that we want to do. And, you know, I, get, I hear from buddies, owners around the league. I hear from my friend Troy Aikman talking about how pathetic your structure is, how uncreative it is. What's the problem? Well, motion for motion's sake is not a recipe for success. There are things we can Don't do. Don't tell with, me what's a recipe for success. There are things we can do with, with motion, and I, I assure you uh, that we're going to look real hard at our scheme and our play calling throughout this offseason to incorporate some of these concepts. But just putting someone in, in motion, what we want to do is we want to play fast. We, we want to... Uh, trust our talent. We we want we don't want them to be overloaded or overthinking on the field. We want to get them into advantageous matchups, and we believe that AJ Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard can win their matchups. There are things that we can and will do better. Uh, but just because you see a coach running someone around in motion doesn't necessarily mean that's the key to the offense. Players, not plays. Larry Karras told me that. So, oh, so you're saying it's his fault? 
The players? Is this a Howie thing? Uh, I have great respect for Howie. Do you want me to do, should we do the the Batman thing? I'll give you both a broken pool cue and one of you can walk out of here? (laughs) So, I, I, but... You know I'm in the movies. (laughs) I really enjoy your your films. Uh, a matter of fact, uh, I I watched the league this off season. It was a terrific, inspiring film that I want to show my team this this season. Yeah, I, I, I did notice that you didn't show it to them this year. <laughs> well, it came out during the off season, and I wanted to give them their time, and I wanted to take my time because I don't sleep. I don't sleep from August until February. Yeah, so when a good. movie not a selling point. So when a movie premieres in the middle of July, that's my only time at home. I, I, I mean, I mean, have I told you? Have I told you about this restaurant up in Jamestown? It is terrific. Excuse me, Mr. Laurie. Bill is on the line for you. Oh, thanks. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll hold on. Just take take a few minutes for yourself. Thank you. Well, while you're doing that, uh, I do have some uh, some weekend plans that I need to fill now. I expected to be working this weekend. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we are not playing this weekend, and now I can take my kids to a game. But I didn't prepare ahead of time, so what I need to do is find tickets. And where can I find tickets? Well, that 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 pesky short reporter Zach told me uh, the, about the Game Time app, and he told me if I use code PHLY for twenty dollars off, I can get I, 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 if, if I use code PHLY, I can get twenty dollars off my first purchase. Well, that's what I'm going to do because this is my first time going out here. Uh, buying tickets to the two your favorite events should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals and last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. They have flash deals and last-minute tickets. Easy to find uh, and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. There's image of seat views. I'm used to the sideline view. Now I, I need to see what it looks like from the seats. I can see that. Lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection. Get images of your seats before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and your set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code PHLY for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHLY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, sorry about that, Nick. I, uh, I had a call I had to take. Um, and it does occur to me that you know if, if I do decide to move on, I, you know, I'm not going to send you away empty-handed. You'll, I'll probably. It seems to me that you care a little bit more about Michigan than you do about the Philadelphia Eagles, and I think they do have Michigan stuff uh, at FOCO. I'll get you a a nice gift certificate to FOCO because FOCO is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. It's the best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. Going to a basketball game or a hockey game? I don't know if you have time, but you're, you might have a lot of time on your hands coming up soon. You can show off your love with team-branded friendship bracelets. Nick, I notice you're not wearing the one that I gave you. Whether it is hoodies, jackets, beachwear, or even overalls, there is something for fans for almost every occasion. FOCO has hooked PHLY, which is that, uh, that new company in Philadelphia that I've really taken a liking to. They've hooked them up and provided awesome pieces for their sets. FOCO always has our back for Philly sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in our description. For all non-presale items, use the promo code PHLY10 for 10% off. Okay, 
Tell me again what, how you thought that whole Patricia thing went down. Because, boy, did that backfire. Well, I, I believe that we are an organization. It's, it's not simply me as the head coach. It's not simply Howie as the GM and vice president of player personnel. And it's not simply you as the chairman and CEO. It is us. This, we win together and we lose together. And I do remember when we were 10-1. and 1, We were 10-1, and 1, the best team in the league. And you and we had a conversation about. We also talked at the time. We we were not playing like the best team. Yeah, in the we we had a conversation about uh, third down defense and some situations and how we need to be better there because to win in the postseason, uh, you're, you're you're we're going to need to be better situationally. And uh, and you had mentioned to me during the off season about Matt Patricia. And I interviewed him, and you know, I I, I, I liked Matt. We we have shared values from uh, Central and Western New York. Okay, I mean, if if you if you're ever in that area, Jeffrey, I I, I can tell you a great place for lasagna. Okay, uh, it is terrific in Jamestown, by the way. Uh, I don't think you've been paying enough attention to what I like to eat. <laughs> Uh, and so uh, Matt and I know a lot of the same people, and Jeff Stoutland gave them a glowing recommendation from their time together at Syracuse. And you know what? We had an inexperienced staff because we had to fill some roles after we made the Super Bowl. I just want to remind after we made the Super Bowl, okay? Uh, in my second year as head coach, we yeah. made the Super Bowl. I'm not, I'm okay. not in this to finish second in anything. <laughs> Uh, so, so, <laughs> so uh, we had the conversation. With, I I liked Matt. We added him to the staff. Um, I had great reverence for the New England Patriots, and I wanted to learn some of the things that worked uh, during the Patriots' reign of success. Not necessarily. The yeah, less, that, you know what? That is interesting. I wonder. Not necessarily. I wonder if it would be interesting these, to le these, learn a little bit more about the Patriots. You know, yeah, track record of success and try to bring a little bit, maybe a lot of it, to Philadelphia. Oh, well, no, I was referring to their success um, like five, eight years ago. You know, a, a matter of fact, in the time that I've been your head coach, uh, I believe the Patriots have won 10 games, eight games, and four games, okay? Whereas I've won nine games, 13 games, and 11 games. I, I just want to. Yeah, I mean, that get was a that, bad team this year, and you, you I just get almost that on lost the to them in week one, if I remember, Nick. You know what? We're not going for style points. A win is a win. You and oh, look, I have great respect for you here, but I keep hearing about point. This is awfully bold of you. I keep I keep hearing about point differential. I don't believe in point differential as a revealing. So you don't stat. believe in math. I believe in math. I went to Mount Union. Okay, I was an I was an education major in Mount Union. I believe in math. I I mean for sure I believe in math. But the, but the math that I care about is having one more point than the other team at the end of the game, which we did 11 times this year, and which I've done at a greater rate than any coach you've ever employed. I don't mean to be offensive with this, and this doesn't mean that I have made my decision, but that is awfully dumb. Well, look, everyone has, has different metrics for how to measure success. What I do, other than wins and losses, is I look at, at explosive, the explosive play differential, and I look at the turnover differential. And uh, we need to be and better so in both those And so do you stand areas. by your decision to make Matt Patricia your defensive coordinator? So throw, I, I'm reading, I, you know, I'm watching the videos from the locker room cleanout yesterday, as I do always on PhiladelphiaEagles.com, and I'm seeing you know, defensive players... 
admitting mm. that it was a terrible thing for them to do, to have to play for two different defensive coordinators. I got a, 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 an old cornerback talking about polyamory. Like, what is going on? <laughs> I need to tell you, we this is this is startling to me. I say this with respect. I have great, I have a great deal of respect for you and for everyone in this uh, building and everyone in this front office. But goodness, we we discussed this together. This was a joint decision. I thought uh, you told Man, me you are on the hook for. You told me do what's best for the team after and we you had thought this, this long conversation. What was best for the team <laughs> after we had this long conversation. Hmm. All right, throwing me but, under the bus is a, an odd tactic. No, to take, because but here look, we are. I'm more focused on how we can fix this going forward. And I and I got to tell you, I didn't come here trying to relitigate the past. I came here prepared to fix this going forward, so we can take this talent and we can take this staff and we can take we can leverage all the resources in the building and get back to the Super Bowl where I was last year. Uh, where we can get back deep into the playoffs. I mean, all I know is getting to the playoffs, by the way. You know, I, I, I should make clear, you've never dismissed a coach after he made the postseason. Uh, I, I should also make clear that you've never... Again, dis- I am very familiar with my own history. Thank you very much. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I just, I just want to take into account the question. Uh, I mean, th- look, there are... I'm not... I'm not listening to what's out there, but there are national reporters who are saying that the concept of even having this discussion is absurd. Jalen Hurts even said, Jalen Hurts even said. Yeah, I think you'll notice they've changed there too, and the national reporters (laughs) will do whatever I want them to do. Is that how it works? I've I've been wondering all this time. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm driving to the I'm going to uh, the games on Sunday mornings, and I see all these reports, and I'm asking. Wait a second. I'm Hold asking, on. Are you looking at your phone as you're driving? <laughs> no, I'm on a team bus. Oh, okay. But I'm 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 asking all the people around me. How did they get this? Is this coming from my locker room because my guys aren't talking and my staff's not talking? No, Where's this coming from? I think you probably know that that's not the case. <laughs> Loose lips may be sinking sinking ships here, uh, my friend. All right. Well, I will let you present your plan moving forward after uh, I tell you about this thing I did uh, the other day. You know, I'm good friends with uh, you you sort of mentioned him earlier and I didn't appreciate the way that you called him annoying. But uh, that that Zach Berman fellow from from PHLY. I think he does a better job covering the team than anybody oh. in the market. And uh, he and I met up at Wheelhouse Cards because he wanted to show me his favorite place in the state of Pennsylvania. And he, he starts going on and on about uh, Wheelhouse is his go-to sports card gift and apparel shop in the Delaware Valley. He says their motto is cards and community because love of sports unites us all. And he's going on and on. He says, oh, they carry all of your favorite card brands like Topps Chrome Baseball and Mosaic Football, as well as T-shirts, hats, and hoodies from brands like Mitchell and Ness, 47 brand, Junk Food, Starter, and Shive Vintage Sports. And I got to say that like, I-, I was unsure if that was true. And then I went in and I had a great time. And boy, the quality of their stuff is so much better than that terrible stuff that you can get at Fanatics because, <laughs> I mean, that deal that Goodell signed, like with the devil, all you know, I, you have how much fan mail <laughs> I have piled up in the mailroom about people complaining about they can't get Kelly Green jerseys or they're getting Eagles jerseys with the names printed all over the place because that company is terrible. Well, 
All of a sudden, Berman's starting to make sense, and he goes looking. If you're looking to grade your sports card collection, Wheelhouse offers PSA grading submissions. They also host tons of family-friendly events and birthday parties every month. And I'm like, okay, fine, let's go. And he says, stop in to either of their stores in Wayne or Westchester, which are open seven days a week at 11 a.m. Use code PHLY and get $10 off any purchase of $25 or more in store. Also, be sure to give them a follow on Instagram at Wheelhouse Cards. And I signed up for Instagram just to do that because that's how much I respect Zach Berman. That's that's nice. I, you know what? I need to start giving that, that Zach guy more stuff. Yeah, I think you do. <laughs> Uh, All right, let's 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 talk way, about I, this. By the way, I just have a I have a quick question for you, Jeffrey. Well, you know, look, I believe in connection, okay, and I want to have this connection. And so, what is the I, level I, of of connection you have with your your quarterback? Because I watched that press conference. You know, I'm going to talk to Jalen, and it doesn't seem like he's going to go to bat for you. Well, I I I just want to say, just like your favorite music ranges from the Doors to Bob Marley to Shakira, okay, um, I'm able to connect with everyone in that locker room in different ways. And boy, that Shakira can sing. <laughs> Jalen Hurts included, because uh, look, Jalen and I have a lot in common. We're both coaches' sons. We've grown up around the game. We were. At, you know, we idolized our older brothers, and we were at, we were the ball boys on the sideline growing up. Uh, and he and I, we talk football all the time, and we're we're competitive SOBs. Like we we get we get after it, and this is we live and breathe this. And when you love football as much as Jalen does, and as, as as much as I do, you're not into narratives. You're not following. You know, when, when these reporters are asking Jalen. Should Nick come back? You think Jalen's reading uh, the the Sunday paper? You think Jalen's uh, going online and reading all these stories? No, Jalen's in the playbook. Jalen's going over our our third well, down. Well, that's fine. I'll just text him. I'll, say, I'll just ask if he wants you to be back. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't know where everyone's getting all this stuff huh. about Jalen, but it just, the Jalen hurts. He just I sent know. me a shrug emoji. Look, this is this is what I know about Jalen. Before I took over, you were trying to trade for Russell Wilson. Before I took over, you were trying to trade for Deshaun Watson. Before, this is don't these put were, that on me. These were the conversations. Howie, back off! No, <laughs> don't punch him! No. <laughs> These were the conversations that Howie had with me. I know, based on our interview, how much you love Jalen coming out of the draft. But I also know that it's not like you guys were totally sold on him. And I know that under my coaching, our coaching, it's not just about me, under our coaching and with the infrastructure we have in this organization, with Shane, yeah. Jalen turned into... It, Shane was calling the plays from my menu, okay? Just like when you go to, to Vernick, if, if you want that chicken, okay, and that's the best chicken in the city, okay, you're, you're ordering from the menu, the menu that I created. I just wanted to make that Yeah, clear. how difficult it is to just write chicken. <laughs> how about the no. person who's cooking the chicken? That's way... How about the, how about the fact that that chicken, was, that chicken was put together? And by the way, that... That beef tartare toast, you can't find a better dish in the city. Just want to make that clear. Don't you not live in the city anymore? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm always around here, okay? okay? I mean, by the way. Wait a second. Aren't you sleeping at the office? I love Philadelphia. Can I tell you that? that this Isn't, Don't you think that like, every time I, I'm, I'm checking out your expense reports, all I'm seeing is like 
Pizza Hut. <laughs> no, I, I only use Little Caesars because they are your partner. They are our partner. I would never dare say Pizza Hut in a press conference. Yeah, okay? that was the almost the fireable offense. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Trust me. I heard it from, from that side of the building, and I made that abundantly clear the next time. But, man, I I love the city of Philadelphia. I, I, I just want to make that clear. Um, everyone's been so welcoming to my family and me. Uh, Jay Wright and I are texting all the time. By the way, Jay yeah, Wright. I know Jay. I had him over for dinner last week. Uh, Jay is. He's actually thinking about getting back into coaching. I wondered how much he knows about football. Well, Jay, Jay told me that, uh, that the, the idea of me even being on the hot seat is crazy. Do you know how long it took for Jay to get to the Final Four and to win those two national championships? I was in the Super Bowl my second year. My second year. Jay didn't have me. That is correct. Jay did not. Um, uh, because you are a terrific chairman and CEO and owner You're of this franchise. Right. Uh, so, uh, but Jalen and I connect over a lot of things. And, and we've discussed in our exit meeting everything from his leadership style to uh, different things he can do on the field to what he's seeing with in terms of hot reads, in terms of um, you know, site adjustments. Uh, in when when the blitz comes, how we can improve this offense using his legs. One thing I just want to make clear is that when we're in shotgun, as much as we are, the reason we're doing that is so we can have the plus one in the running game. And, and that is important for me to mention because before I became the head coach, I didn't have a quarterback as athletic and as good a runner as Jalen. I had Phil Rivers, who's outstanding in his own right. But our offense was different for Philip than it is for Jalen. And if you recall, in 2021, we were trying to use a lot of those concepts from Phil Rivers, and then we adjusted. I showed the humility. Yeah, I feel like to those concepts could have been helpful this season. I showed the humility to seed play calling so I can manage the game in the manner in which you would like. I mean, uh, Hold on a second, Nick, because <laughs> this is on my list. The managing the game part, boy, like I've got this whole list of mistakes that you have made, not going for two when you should have gone for two, punting like, like one of those loser franchises on fourth and two or fourth and three. We are all about offense here. We are all about following the numbers. And you have not been doing that. I see Jalen Hurts staying in bounds at the end of the first half. I see guys not doing what they're supposed to do. Where We've had these conversations. We've talked about this. You, you have failed me 100% on this aspect. You can't always go by the numbers. I heard an expression one time that numbers are like bikinis. What they show are revealing, and what they conceal is vital. Okay? Yeah. Uh, I'm very familiar with bikinis. Thank you. <laughs> So uh, I'm going to make this clear. Okay. If we are going to move forward, the absolute table stakes here without possible argument is that you are going to hire somebody who I recommend, who is going to call the games, and you are not going to be making those mistakes again, and you're going to listen to that person. Well, yes, we are going to evolve as a staff. No, 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 no. This is non-negotiable. This is me telling you what to do. <laughs> I will accept that, but I just want to state my case here. The talk of the NFL this year, when you were at the, the, uh, the fall meetings and everyone was coming up to you and they were bringing up 
the quarterback sneak, the, the, the thing that you trademarked, by the way. Some people call it the tush-push. I call it the brotherly shove. That's what you trademarked. That's what the organization trademarked. Well, look, they weren't doing this three years ago. They weren't doing this. How do you this, think I'm going to pay for all those offensive linemen? They weren't doing this five years ago. This is something that, that we put in. And our aggressiveness on fourth down, how many teams get to first down and they're thinking it's first and nine every play? And we can do that because of what I put into this offense. Do you know how uh, dumb that first and nine thing is? It bothers me every time I hear it. The aggressiveness that we show on fourth down, you can't find that. And by the way. Yes, I can. We are the best fourth down team in the NFL. Yeah, just because you're you're playing for it. You're, you rely too much on that, and that is not the point of this conversation. I'm talking about game yeah. management stuff, end of halves. You have failed. We are, we are going to get better there, or you are going to be gone. I obsess over game management, Jeffrey. I yeah, get— that, Then you're just telling me you're not smart. Jeffrey, I'm sitting in my office at 3.30 a.m., and I'm watching every game situation that they put together for me yeah, from around the league. If uh, that's going to lead to Jalen Hurts staying in bounds a matter of at fact, the end of the first I half. I saw something i saw something from a north carolina virginia game okay that i went and i showed my team i saw something from a st joe's prep lasalle game that i showed my team because i'm gonna I cut see you off again situations this is not a discussion <laughs> you have not done a good job here i am it, it is if if you are going to stay which is a big if we're going to get to what you what you think the fixes are you are absolutely taking what i'm giving you without discussion is Belichick, gonna take Is Belichick going to do that for you? Okay, maybe you need, just need to leave. <laughs> I'm is sorry. Vrabel, is Vrabel going to do that for you? Do you think these guys? Do you think these guys are are, are are going to take their years of coaching and all of a sudden put that in? <laughs> While you're doing that, can I start? Yeah, they telling both you? said yes. <laughs> of course, they're they're both out of work right now. Um, <laughs> Would you like to know what that feels like? If I would be out of work for 30 seconds. You want to know why? Because I have... Uh, because, because there's a local high school looking to hire a wide receivers coach? No, because I've had... I've, I've had uh, I'm in the top five in wins over the last three years. I have a greater winning percentage in my first three years as head coach than Bill Belichick, than Andy Reid. I have been Reed. getting texts from people all around the league all season laughing at your offense, saying your offense is a joke, okay? You are not getting hired this this cycle if I fire you. Oh, yeah? I mean... You want to make a bet? Chip Let's Kelly, make a bet. Chip Kelly got fired when you went... Oh, Chip Kelly got hired when you fired him. And then Ray, he got Andy fired Reed a year got later. hired when you fired him. Ray Rhodes got hired when you fired him. Now, I know Ray Rhodes and, and Chip Kelly only... Were, they were one and done where they went next. But you know what? You didn't hire me for the coach that I am. You hired me for the coach that I can become. Yeah, and I hired you for the coach you became in 2022, and then you became a worse coach in 2023. And I'll become a better coach in 2024. Tell me you how. You know why? Because nobody works harder than me at this. That is, if this is the only card you have to play, I am very, very disappointed. Uh, but I, I do. This is actually going to be an easier decision than I expected. I do have a lot of ideas uh, for how to reshape our staff. Tell me, because I'm running out of patience. So first off, let's start with defensive coordinator. There's a lot of really good candidates out there. A matter of fact, there's one candidate that comes to my mind, and it's a bold, it'd be a bold hire, but you believe in boldness, right? I learned a long time ago from Larry Karras that... Oh, uh, <laughs> I, never, he, I know. He never shuts up about Karras. 
That if you can't beat him, I should just hire Coach Flynn. I know. If if you can't beat him, join him. And uh, you know what? The or look at what uh, look at the coaches who give you challenges and take their ideas. Well, every time we play the Dallas Cowboys. I am so impressed with Al Harris. And you remember Al Harris from his time here. I, I He's know a former Al. Eagle. Yeah. Uh, he, his expertise, uh, it's in the defensive backfield. We can use some help there. But the, I believe in turnovers. Turnover differential is one of the two metrics that I look at the most. And, man. Yeah, we, Al, we established you're a simpleton. Respectfully, I, I, I don't appreciate that. As my, um, I grew up in education, uh, my father is a teacher, my mother is a teacher, uh, teaching my, uh, you know, everyone in the Sirianni family has married teachers. Uh, we believe so much in, uh, I went to Mount Union and I studied education. I believe in always getting smarter. Now, I'm not a big reader. Okay, but I, I, I love watching documentaries. Uh, a matter of fact, I was watching this documentary the other day when I was killing time in my hotel room uh, in Tampa leading up to the game. It was about the Fab Five, and I learned a lot from, the, from, from their story. Um, I have great respect for the Fab Five. And, and I, I just want to say, when I was watching it, I received texts from a bunch of guys who, who you know, uh, consider me instrumental in their career, whether it was Keenan Allen, whether it was Phil Rivers, uh, I can keep going here because uh, I really believe in in connection with with my players. But Al Harris is someone you know he doesn't have coordinator experience, uh, and so if we if we want to be bold, I I like you know Al Harris has learned under Dan Quinn in in recent years. He was in Green Bay for a long time. Uh, he was in Kansas or I'm sorry he was in Kansas City under Andy Reid. He played in Green Bay. Uh, he pl- he understands the Philadelphia market. He was here for those great Jim Johnson defenses. He can meld a lot of these different concepts together, and I'm I'm fascinated by Al Harris. You know? Do you know Al? Uh, do I know Al? Uh, I mean, after, we chat af- after games, but from what I understand, Howie's the one who's he's calling all these agents, he's calling all these coaches, he's pu- he's putting he's helping putting the staff together. Um, I'm sure I- I'm sure Howie knows Al's agent, and we can and we can link up. Uh, would that be an acceptable hire for you, or do you want to hear more on my list? Oh, I'm curious <laughs> about the list. I'm also curious. Are we talking? Who is there? Anybody you're keeping on the defensive staff? Well, I'm keeping D.K. McDonald. Um, D.K. McDonald uh, was a— As the secondary's coach? D.K. McDonald was a groomsman. Terrible performance? Was a groomsman in my wedding. We lived together when I was a coach at IUP. Uh, D.K. is a terrific coach and a great man, and uh, I want D.K. on my staff. Uh, I'm going to keep Tracy Rocker and uh, Jeremiah Washburn because uh, Howie kind of told me to. <laughs> but uh, you know we'll we'll keep figuring out the rest of the staff and and and, and if st- I tell you you have to replace DK McDonald what do, what would you say? I would say loyalty is a great I I I, I believe in loyalty and I that'd be a weird um, leg for you to stand on DK McDonald. I, I I mean we had Denard Wilson last year. Yeah. You know you had a chance to hire yes. Denard as the defensive coordinator. We might not be having this conversation. The defensive backs took huge steps back. They looked like they didn't know what they were doing. If you want to stay, I think you need to make deeper changes than just a new defensive coordinator. So, uh, well, we will we'll hire the coordinator and then we'll figure out the staff from, from there because I do believe it's important that the coordinator gets coaches that uh, 
believe in his philosophy and, who else is and on adhere your to list? His, his, his philosophy. So if we want a more established coordinator, if we want someone who has coordinator experience and head coaching experience and someone who understands the city of Philadelphia, because I love the city of Philadelphia, uh, it's Leslie Frazier. Now, Leslie Frazier did not work out with Sean McDermott. I've always liked Leslie. Yeah, it did not work out with Sean McDermott uh, at the end. I I don't quite know why. I read a terrific piece by Tyler Dunn. Um, You know, shout out to Western New York, all right? That's where I'm from. That's where my values are from. Uh, You know, there were times when uh, it'd be a snow day, and I I would be excited that I was going to play Madden, and my dad said, go shovel the driveway, and go shovel the neighbor's driveway, uh, because those are the values that we have in Western New York. Uh, so, um, Leslie Frazier is someone who comes to mind because he is, uh, he's been a coordinator. He's been out of work this past year. Maybe he becomes a head coach. He took a sabbatical, but if he wants to come back, he can, he can have a lot of autonomy on the staff. He doesn't have, uh, you know, he has experience. He's not working for a defensive-minded coach, although I believe I'm the head coach of the entire football team, not just the offense, but he's going to have all, all the autonomy. We'll see about that. And he worked under Jim Johnson, and Jim Johnson, the Philadelphia fans love him here. He mentions that uh, in his press conference, and that's going to go over very well. Okay, who else is on your list? So Wink Martindale, someone who <laughs> has given <laughs> Come on. Wink Martindale's given us a lot of trouble. And, and you know what? I believe that we need to change some of our uh, approach. We need to evolve as a defensive staff here. And I believe in not allowing big plays. Um, and we need to have the, the, the coverage deep to prevent big plays. But I see the city loves blitzing. And I saw in, in recent weeks the effect that could have on a team. And Wink Martindale loves to send that blitz. And Wink is a no. Wink Just is so you know. know, yeah. Okay, so uh, I have other, you know, Patrick Graham, for instance. Uh, he could He's be given out. us trouble in the past. He, yeah. he, he, he could be out. He, he, he worked in New England. You have a great respect for New England. I know that. That's right. I uh, forgot. You know, he did. <laughs> Bill just to text me. So, sorry, hold on a sec. By the way, he, he's an Ivy League. Do you fish, by the way? I'm, I'm, I'm straight football. I'm ball all, all okay. day, every day. I might, I might go on a little fishing trip with Bill this weekend. Okay. Uh, you, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be grinding tape this weekend, okay? I'm going to be watching for different ideas. Um, but okay, maybe go to a dictionary and type in the word blitz and see <laughs> I what just, you come I up just with. proposed Mike Martindale. You don't want blitz, but I will say. Okay, so your big fix basically for the defense is just get a new defensive coordinator and nothing no, else? No, because we're evolving as a scheme. It's How do you not, feel about a, the personnel on that side of the ball? Well, well, real quick, I just want to mention Patrick Graham went to, the, he went to an Ivy League school. He went to Yale. So actually him and Julian might know each other. Um, How presumptuous. <laughs> Julian went to Harvard like 30 years later. What are you talking about? <laughs> they might have bumped into each other at Ivy League NFL reunions because every time, every time there's an Ivy League, you're in the NFL. That's the first thing that they mention is that they, that they went to an Ivy League school. I don't know what that has to do with anything. <laughs> um, but there are, if look, if you want to keep the the scheme that that we have the Vic Fangio scheme, um, there I are want results, man. There are some interesting c- coaches from the from from that well from that family. Brendan Staley is a is out there as as as, as a coordinator. Evero um, from Carolina, him I do like. We'll see what happens there, but this but I also believe that we need to evolve as a staff because one thing that I've seen, I, I know how he loves this Vic Fangio scheme, uh, but 
sometimes if you're chasing the trend, you're two years later on it. And you know what? I know that because that's something that Howie has told me in the past. Howie, no, Howie, Howie is brilliant at putting this roster together, at knowing the league. Well, how do you feel about the value? roster on defense? And Howie, keep it yeah. calm down. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm very loyal to my players. And uh, that's why I, I believe that. What would be the biggest change you would make personnel-wise on defense this offseason? I think we need better linebackers and safeties. I think that is an area where we have uh, not focused enough, and I understand. Can you call? Can you call nine one one? I think Howie just fainted. <laughs> um, He'll be okay. But Don't you know worry. what? This happens well, every time somebody we, talks about linebackers. We have young corners on our team that I think can continue to grow. I like the progress that Keely Ringo showed. I like the progress that Eli Rick that Eli Rick showed. Keely Ringo, by the way, you know when it's the third round of the draft this year. Uh, in the, in the draft room, we're just going to put up video of Keely Ringo. We're going to put up the great highlights of Keely Ringo, and we're going to say that's our third-round pick this year. Great. <laughs> uh, Hold on a sec. <laughs> uh, Julian, he always does this. Julian is texting me. Uh, he's texting me these highlights of cool plays that the Detroit Lions are running on offense. Mm-hmm. It's really something else, that scheme. By the way, that did, would be fun. did you see the past two games we played against the Detroit Lions? I, I, I just want to make that clear. Did you see the way we, the way we played against them uh, in week one of the 2022 season and uh, in and the middle put up a whole bunch of the points. 2021 season? So our offense put up a lot of points, too, and we're going to get mm, back there still playing. because you believe in offensive football. Um, okay, what about, uh, what about changes you're going to make on offense? Uh, well, no, I, I, so just regarding the personnel, we need our, our, our pass rushers to get back to uh, the type of football that – we know we can play. We've invested a lot of resources in there. Well, the bad um, news is I'm very rich, but I'm not rich uh, enough to build you a time machine. Well, you know what? We have young guys there. But the thing that I, I, I found that Hassan Reddick uh, was, was, was... Is that you? Oh, so We're having a meeting here. You're fighting for your job, and you're getting, you're, you got your text notifications on? Wait, 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 well, do you know who that is right now? Um, that's that's actually Tanner McKee because I believe in connection and uh, you know uh, Tanner McKee's wow. tell him yeah yeah what yeah. a story to tell all those years from now when you when you tell people that the reason you got fired is because Tanner McKee was texting you in the middle of your meeting with Jeffrey Lurie yeah oh and ooh, actually no that one's from from Philip Rivers uh, and uh, that text there uh, that's for huh, that that's from Tyrell that's from Tyrell Williams the former wide receiver at the Chargers who, 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 who I, I used to coach wow um, and uh, oh yeah I mean look there's there's some guys from IU well if it's Tyrell Williams the job is yours <laughs> um, so on 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 offense you know what you hired me because I'm an offensive minded coach and you hired me because I know how to put together good offenses. And we were top 10 offense last year. And we were top 10 offense this year. Now we can get better and we will get better. And I, I want Brian Johnson to stay as my play caller. I don't think we need a change at play caller. I don't think we need it. But I do think our scheme can continue to evolve. By the way, you loved Brian Johnson. I didn't know Brian before I got here. Howie put me in touch with him. Howie watched those Florida games and put me in touch with him. And I hired him as my quarterback's coach. Uh, and he's really grown while we've worked together. And, I've, and I have great respect for Brian Johnson. And I know the league does, too, because they're interviewing him. Do you want me to replace Brian Johnson, who's one of the, the, uh, the sterling up-and-coming offense coordinators in the league? Or 
do you want us to grow as a scheme and improve as a scheme? So what we can do, there are two options that I have. One is we can bring in, well, I, I want to bring in a senior offensive voice, someone who has head coaching experience, who has play calling experience, who has a certain amount of gravitas and can give us ideas and can kind of be a sounding board for me because we had a very young staff this year. So one is Frank Reich. You won a Super Bowl with Frank Reich. Frank Reich is willing to come back for me because of my relationship with him. Some people say he's like a father figure. That's, that's, that's rude to my father. My father is my hero. But he's like an older brother to me. And we grew up in this game of football together. Uh, so Isn't that rude to your older brothers? <laughs> no, no, because, look, you can have multiple older brothers. You can only have you know, one father. So Some people have multiple fathers. <laughs> I don't want to get caught up in semantics here, but okay. Um, point being, uh, Frank Reich ag agreed to come back. Now, um, Frank can be a sounding board for me. He can be someone similar to what he was for Doug Peterson when he was here. He can be the one who is telling me no, is giving me the heart, you know, because I believe in having contrarian voices in the, in the room. I was, uh, uh, someone sent me uh, the, uh, the Gerard Mayo uh, press conference from yesterday where Gerard Mayo says he doesn't believe in echo chambers. He wants people who are going to disagree. He doesn't want to tell people uh, what to think. He wants to tell people how to think. And uh, that's, that's a concept that I really want to utilize here because I'm always studying great leaders and great coaches. I'm watching documentaries. I'm listening, you know, I'm, I'm listening to uh, clips that people send me. I'm, I'm not a big reader, okay, but I'm, I'm watching the documentaries. Okay, you said two options. That was one. Okay, and then the other one, if you want motion rate, if you want more play action, Arthur Smith. And I know you've been unimpressed by Arthur that Smith. That ugly guy. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually think he's a very good-looking guy. He looks like that PHLY host, Bo Wolf. Um, How who, dare you? You're fired. <laughs> uh, but but I, I will tell you this with, with Arthur Smith. You were very impressed with him when he was the offensive coordinator in Tennessee. Uh, I know Honestly, that. I just wanted use of his private jet. <laughs> I know you were impressed with him because I was just down on a family vacation in Fort Lauderdale, okay, uh, seeing my family, and... All of a sudden, I, I, I get a call. Do you want to interview for the Eagles job? I didn't even have a suit. I wasn't prepared to, to interview for a job, but Arthur Smith, who was the first one you interviewed, he takes the Falcons job. And I just want to say, the first game that I ever coached, the first game that Arthur Smith ever coached, who won? I did. So, but Arthur Smith can, in, in all seriousness here, Arthur Smith, when you, when you look at it, the Falcons were uh, number 10 in, in motion rate this year. He has a lot of interesting concepts with the running offense. I don't know offense. that he's going to want to work for you. Well, and also, aren't you keeping Brian Johnson? What's his job going to be? Senior offensive assistant and assistant head coach. Now, Kevin Patul is currently the assistant head coach, so maybe we need to... And, and Jamal Singleton's the, associate, the assistant head coach, too. So we're going to have to figure out some titles. Are you moving on from Kevin? I cannot move on from, from, from Kevin. Kevin was the first guy I came here with. Kevin is, uh, is a brilliant offensive mind. Kevin's going to be here as long as I'm here. Okay. But Arthur Smith comes. Seems like it's becoming a bit of a bloated staff. Well, what it is is we're melding different ideas together. And all I'm doing is following what, what you're suggesting in terms of adding more of the motion, adding more of the play action. I know you did this for Doug Peterson in 2020 and didn't have good results. I will incorporate it better there because I have a good vision for how to utilize this. 
Is there anybody else you want to add to your staff on offense? Well, we are going to make some changes at the position coach level. Uh, and um, we're going to cast a wide net. And I'll certainly listen to Howie and your suggestions about who might make sense at some, some uh, different position coaches perhaps. But, no, I actually think our, I think our offense is better than what the media is saying right now. Um, I think that uh, if we can get those turnovers down and, and figure out some things with the explosive plays, we'll look just like the offense we were in, in 2021. I, I, I just want – I'm sorry, in 2022. I want to be clear that uh, I, I have five core values in, you know, connect, compete, football IQ – Okay, fundamentals. And I got to tell you, Nick, it has always bothered me. Every time I walk into that bubble, you've got those connections, but the the parts of speech are not consistent. It's it's not parallel. It really it has bothered me all along. Uh, is this an English class or a football program? Okay? I'm just saying, like, you know, it it bothers me. I, I went to school to play I football. I care about language. Coach football. Uh, okay, you know what language I care about? Wins and losses. You know what I care? The language I, 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 I care about? Connection. Connecting with my players. Connecting with my coaches. Connecting with everyone I interact with in that building. You know, Larry Karras told me one time. <laughs> I can't, can you believe it? <laughs> oh, and, I, and there's one other name I want to mention, by the way. Uh, he's a brilliant offensive mind. I coached him. I worked with him. And... He's worked at Notre Dame, and he's worked at Alabama, uh, and he is like a younger brother to me, Tommy Reese. Tommy Reese can come in here and be a difference maker on this staff. Tommy Reese, I've tried to hire him for the past three, four years, and it's hard to have someone who's calling plays in major colleges, and do you see what they're paying these college coaches, by the way? Do you see what they're paying the offensive coordinators at, at, at these schools? You know, I mean, I think my staff can get hooked up here a bit, but hey, we'll save that for another day. Uh, Tommy Reese. You're coming to me now asking for raises? <laughs> Tommy Reese is a fantastic young football mind who knows the way I think and has worked with the top players at the college level. He's out of a job right now, or it sounds that way, because Nick Saban retired and Callum DeBoer took over at Alabama. Tommy Reese, if he can come here, he can add some of that college flair to our offense. And Tommy and I, we go back from our time together with the Chargers. Well, Nick, I I have to say, um, I came in today expecting to have a difficult decision. Um, I appreciate your time. I appreciate everything you've done for this organization. My lean throughout most of this conversation was uh, to hand you a piece of paper that had basically your staff filled out, okay? I want (laughs) Leslie Frazier to be your defensive coordinator. You're replacing DK McDonald. I'm bringing in a new safeties coach. I'm bringing in a new linebackers coach. Mike Caldwell, our old friend, sort of makes sense to me there. Seems Uh, like you just hire a bunch of guys you know. Well, I know they're good. And (laughs) maybe they have Peter principled elsewhere, and I can get them back into the spot where they they belong. Um, I was going to accept your Frank Reich suggestion, and I figured it made sense to, to run it back. But I also wrote down one piece of pa- one thing on a piece of paper before this conversation started that I would like to share <laughs> right now. 
I don't know if you can see that. It says Tommy Reese equals fired. <laughs> I wrote that down before the meeting started. And unfortunately, that's where we're going to have to conclude this. Thank you for your service. I just want to Thank say you that for all your time. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Draft Day? Uh, no, I actually watch good movies. <laughs> well, I, I can actually tell you the movies that, that you watch because your favorite recent movies you've seen are Coda and Summer of Soul and Extraordinary oh, Attorney I love Wu Coda. And, uh, and, my, and my octopus teacher. Um, but there's a line in Draft Day where the Kevin Costner wrote, Vante Mack, no matter what. Well, I have a slip in my notes in my office. It says Tommy Reese, no matter what. Well, you and Tommy are going to have plenty of time together on the unemployment line. <laughs> Nick, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, I don't know that we'll be in touch anytime <laughs> soon, but uh, I will talk to everybody else here tomorrow. I think I've got a meeting set for 10 a.m. unless uh, anything changes. And so for, uh, for Howie and uh, my secretary, and even for you, Nick, I thank uh, all the people who watched this meeting and... Uh, We'll talk to you later. And Nick, you know what? Although we are parting, I do have to say, I love you. Silly like the mayor. 